Once you live in the 716, Buffalo sports is ingrained in your soul. No matter where you are, we always remember the roots that helped us grow. Don't let where you live or the people around you stop you from showing your Buffalo pride. Join us Buffalonians as we talk all things sports in the 716 on the Buffalo Loyal Podcast. Circles the way, like the Buffalo Bills. I'm your host, Nick English, alongside my co-host, Andrew Ogwitz. No matter where we are, no matter the heartbreak, we will always remain Buffalo Loyal. This is the Buffalo Loyal Podcast, coming to you live on a Thursday evening, following a Bills 27-21 victory over the Patriots. This past Sunday at one o'clock, um, setting up a monstrous week 18 game this week against the Dolphins season on the line. We'll kind of talk and break down all the different scenarios in a minute. But first and foremost, Andrew, how are you doing and how did you manage to survive another stressful Bills pass game as we kind of expected per usual? Yeah, it uh, <clears throat> it was uh, closer than I had wanted, um, right? I, I kind of been going back and kind of been going back and forth on uh, man. I am I glad they won? Am I frustrated with how they won? Who knows? But uh, you know, at, at this point, they won. We can look forward to right the business at hand. But yeah, that New England game. Man, it's a lot to, to kind of go through because at one side, the defense played incredible. Outstanding. Rasul Douglas uh, was AFC Defensive Player of the Week for a reason. Dude was outstanding. Um, defense really held their own. So many takeaways just did not make it easy on New England the entire day. Really, probably one of their best games this season. Um, so, Hats off to them, you know, and Sean McDermott, defensive coordinator Sean McDermott for, uh, you know, kind of putting that game plan together and and, uh, and and doing what they did. On the flip side, the offense, man, it was a bad day for Josh. I don't know what it was. He just could not connect with his receivers. Offensive line was terrible. One of their worst games could not give Josh time. Um, you know, running game wasn't much to write home about either. Um, you know, James Cook had 48 yards on 16 attempts. Josh had 44 yards on 11 attempts. Ty Johnson was in there with 22, right? So all in all, 127 yards on the ground. It just, it was ugly. Uh, Stefan Diggs couldn't make any big plays. Uh, Shakir had a pretty good game. Some good catches here and there. Dalton Kincaid. 87 yards on the game. So, yeah, it was, uh, again, a lackluster performance from this receiving core. Uh, nothing to show for it there. Gabe Davis, two catches for 21 yards. So, it's, uh, man, it's it's frustrating, right? We talked about last week how this Bills team tends to play down to their opponent. Um and they, they prove that. Whether you think that's true or not, if they actually do it or not, or if it's just who they are, I mean, they gave you back-to-back weeks of evidence to say, yeah, they do it. 
they play down to their opponent. So I don't know how you fix that. I guess the good news is moving forward, you're only going to be playing playoff teams. You're only going to be playing at a high level. You play Miami, who's very banged up, um, but is still very good. I hate to say it. It pains me to say it, but they are very good. Tua has looked very good. Tyreek Hill could absolutely destroy you. Um, But they're banged up, so we'll see, right? There is a good possibility for Josh and this offense to eat and kind of turn things around. But um, are they going to be mentally ready? Is Joe Brady going to be able to do that? After what we saw on Sunday, man, I don't know. I'm concerned. If they play how they did on Sunday, they are not winning, right? If if they come out and play the way they can play, then, yeah, I'm not concerned. But we'll we'll kind of get into that game a little more. I just – Back to the New England game, I love what we saw from the defense. They did not take their foot off the gas. Uh, I mean, the third quarter was a little bit of a lull for them. They did allow New England to kind of New England to stick around. Um, right, they scored a touchdown uh, late uh, in that fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, but they did everything they could. Right, they uh, they answered the call. So it's just the offense, man, not great. Sam Martin though had a monster game. Really nice. Uh, display out of him pinning new england deep special teams did a great job so look it wasn't a terrible game by the bills there's a lot to be happy about a lot to be excited about but still i mean the, the offense i don't want to say broken but it uh it did not look like a team that's fighting for the playoff lives yeah i mean we haven't seen a good offensive performance since the eagles game quite honestly you know the they you know joe brady's and just the offense in general, whether that partially offensive line not blocking well enough and then just Josh not playing at the level he needs to, not being able to find a way to get Stefan Diggs in the you know the ball for the last four weeks is extremely concerning going into this game against Miami when you're trying to get into the playoffs. And he really should be the focal point of your offense, along with James Cook um, and Kincaid. We finally saw Kincaid kind of get a little bit more involved this week. Um, which is really nice to see, um, but there's still definitely a lot of concern. Um, Josh, again, just every game there's one play where he just cannot help himself. The Dalton Kincaid interception was just gross. Like double coverage was not open at all, just forcing it. Kind of it just feels like every game Josh decides he's impatient, wants to make the splash play, and then tries to do a little bit too much playing hero ball, and it backfires. Um, The accuracy this past week wasn't there. Receivers were not getting open. Um, There were probably four or five drops. Um, I'll say it now. I think Leonard Fournette should be dressed the rest of the year over Latavius Murray. Um, Murray has just been, the last four weeks, non-factor. Had a monster drop on a big play to kind of give the Patriots some life. And... To me, it just kind of looks like he's run out of gas, quite frankly. Where Leonard Fournette's been on the practice squad now for, you know, five, six weeks. Played pretty good against the Chargers when he played. It gives you some returnability as well. Um, and quite frankly, I think just is more of a powerful back at this stage in his career than what Latavius Murray is. And he's also not too shabby out of the backfield and can block. So I'd like to see Fournette get an opportunity over Murray the rest of the way. Um, Because Murray's just been extremely ineffective the last, you know, four or five weeks now. 
Um, Gabe Davis obviously has shown his inconsistencies. Like you mentioned, Andrew Shakir was kind of the best receiver um, in the game on Sunday. Made a lot of big catches. I mean, outside of Kincaid having 87, having that one long ball, you know, we never single receiver over 40 yards, which is a pretty big concern. Um, but, you know, wins are wins. They did what they had to do. The defense was awesome. They only allowed 14 points because the first play of the game was an opening kickoff for a touchdown. So that's not on them. It's on the special teams coverage. Um, so overall, I mean, Ed Oliver, Razul Douglas, um, just outstanding. Von Miller did not play about time. It yeah. showed. Hopefully, you know, maybe it gave him some motivation. I'd like to kind of keep him, see him sitting again, but we'll see what happens. Um, Puna Ford continued to play well in Jordan Phillips' absence. You could already tell the Daquan Jones impact being back, what he does in the middle. Epinesa looked good. Rousseau and Floyd looked good again. Poyer and Hyde looked like they had a little bit more juice again. I mean, Hyde had that incredible pass breakup down the field. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the Razul Douglas trade is probably one of Bean's best moves he's made. He's been playing at an all-pro level since he got to Buffalo. And then Ed Oliver just continued his dominance and also just once again shows you why the uh, Pro Bowl voting is just a complete joke. But we don't need to get into that because at this point it's just every year it's just it's it's a joke. It's not actually who has the best stats and who's having the best season. It's just all fan fiction who has, you know, a bigger resume. So, um, yeah. But... And, and the thing about Pro Bowl voting, right? Like you'd like to say it doesn't mean much. But for some guys, they've got incentives in their contracts if they make play uh, the Pro Bowl or not. And also, whether you think it's right or not, the Hall of Fame committee takes that into account, right? Like one of the first questions that are asked are how many Pro Bowls do they make? How you know how many All Pro seasons did they have? Uh, so it's it's stupid and it's a popularity contest. But unfortunately, there's enough things that you know kind of use that as a, a benchmark, right? Incentives, Pro Bowl voting, all the, or uh, Hall of Fame voting. So. It's stupid. It's frustrating. Hopefully it's not going to matter because the Bills aren't even going to be playing in the Pro Bowl. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a scam. I, I, I feel bad for Josh at this point. I mean, just the disrespect he consistently gets on everything is not fair. Bills fans know that. Um, for a little bit there, it looked like the national media was starting to come around, right? Uh, Greeny from ESPN was kind of, Lead, leading the charge on that and it's slowly kind of picked up but the idiots like nick wright and uh florio and some of these other dipshits are kind of bringing back the the, the old tune that josh is terrible and you know all this bullshit but back to the von miller point <clears throat> it is very damning how incredibly efficient the defense was how much pressure they got without him out there just taking up a spot on the field. Um, and Vaughn even said today um, that the Bills made the right choice, uh, making him inactive. So we'll see what happens again this week. I'm hoping they are balls enough, you know, they, they have the balls enough to bench him again, make him inactive again, make him a healthy scratch. I doubt that's going to happen because they still think that he's good enough and he's a prime time player that can make a stop when needed. But I, man, I hope they are watching this tape closely enough. And you don't even have to look closely enough. You watch it and see Vaughn's not on the field taking up, you know, pr uh, precious reps for other guys that actually give a shit. Uh, 
uh, and you had an incredible success. So we'll see what happens there. I'm done with Vaughn. It sucks that he's got them in handcuffs with his crazy contract. I don't know what they're going to do move, moving forward, right? There's still that the whole legality thing. We'll see what happens there. But it was very refreshing to watch the defense not have to deal with Vaughn taking up a percentage of the snaps. So we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. But if the defense can keep up that intensity, can keep up that high level of play, I feel very confident with them going into Sunday. Like I said, Tyreek Hill worries me uh, just because who he is. He's incredibly fast. Your guys in the in the deep half of the field are old. They're aging. They've gotten outrun uh, a couple times this season. It's it, it's happened. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, they are banged up. Who knows if Waddle's going to play? He's been back and forth. I don't know um, what their uh, injury chart looks like probably should have that up but um moster waddle and Xavier howard all did not practice for the second consecutive day okay so there you go but i don't know we'll see i uh i just i loved what we saw of the defense that that was the high powered defense we know they could be so we'll see and, and, and this offense right i think matt Bovey tweeted um right and I was kind of alluding to it. If the Bills play like they did next, you know, last week against the Dolphins, they're going to lose. Um, but we've been saying, and everyone's been saying for weeks that they are good enough to beat anybody, but they're also inconsistent enough. That buzzword that keeps rearing its ugly head this season, they're inconsistent enough to lose to anybody. Uh, so, uh, it just they Josh has to have a clean first drive. Uh, they, they just he has to. I mean, they start off. He started off zero for six, I think it was against New England. Zero for six. That can't happen when you when you're supposedly in a playoff push. You can't be starting off zero for six. There were a lot of drops. There were a lot of miscues. A lot of misthrows. It's just. Man, it, it was a head scratcher. I was not expecting that out of Josh on Sunday. Yeah, now we're going into a do or die week 18. I mean, you I was looking at it yesterday. I mean, on ESPN, they're having it as like 94% that the Bills get in the playoffs, which quite frankly doesn't really make the most sense to me. Um, because really there's three scenarios for the Bills. They the right now the easiest thing for the Bills to do is just win the game and they are the number two seed. Plain and simple. Not only do they win the division after all this shit we've gone through, they are the number two seed. They're going to get at least one, uh, if not two home playoff games. And then if Baltimore was to lose and you were to make the AFC championship, it would be in your house. You're one win away from doing that. So you can take all the bad we've had all year and just erase it with one game. And... It's so stupid. Like it's so <laughs> stupid that that this is what the season is coming down to: the two seed, six, seven, or nothing. Yep. Like what? What is happening? Yeah, and the only way the Bills can get in, um, with a loss still, is if the Steelers lose to the Ravens or. 
the Jacksonville Jaguars lose to the Tennessee Titans, both of which are not likely. Um, Pittsburgh currently four-point favorites on the road, mostly because Baltimore has the one seed locked up. So it's going to be Tyler Huntley and a lot of the backups. Um, with that being said, Baltimore still a tough place to play. Tyler Huntley is probably one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. And Mason Rudolph's had a good run, but, you know, it's Mason Rudolph. So he could be in that for a bad game at any point. So I think that's – I don't think that's totally fair to Mason Rudolph. I think he is a very good quarterback. I just don't think we've seen enough of him. From living in Pittsburgh and hearing everything about him and kind of, you know, being close – like, he is a very good quarterback. Is he a franchise quarterback? No. But I think he's enough to get them into the playoffs. Um, but – all that being said, well, I mean, their defense is very good. Their defense alone can win them a game. Um, but the Steelers are very good at blowing it. They are very good uh, at, you know, falling short. So, um, I don't know. That that game worries me a little more than the Jaguars game. I definitely could see Jaguars losing to Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee loves playing spoiler. They love kind of playing smash mouth football and that Jaguars offense um, and just team as a whole towards this closing part of the season have looked very lame. Um, they, they, they look vulnerable from where they were earlier in the season. So I wouldn't be surprised um, if Jacksonville lost and kind of helped us out there, but none of that matters, right? You have to win. Um, you, you, you have to take care of business. You take that two seed um, and ensure a game the following week up in Orchard Park. Yeah. And the other thing with Tennessee is you have a guy, I mean, Will Levis has been pretty banged up. So it probably is going to be Ryan Tannehill, a guy that's probably looking to fight for a potential job elsewhere next year. So he wants to play, his best game and maybe uh we can get a little bit of uh not revenge but some help from the Steelers from when we basically lost to their backups way back when with Drew Bledsoe um, to get in so maybe we'll get a little bit of that look but yeah at the end of the day the Bills need to go into Miami they need to win um there is going to be no complaints about whether it's not going to be a hundred something degrees Early reports are saying it's going to be at least half the stadium full of Bills fans from what they've been saying from ticketing. And we've seen all the videos today of all the people traveling down today. Um, so it's going to be it's not going to be a completely Dolphins heavy crowd. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Xavier Howard, Jalen Waddle, Raheem Mosher all did not practice the last two days. Um, of those three, I highly doubt Xavier Howard and Waddle play. Um, Howard, especially, they already said that Eli Apple is going to be getting more snaps. Diggs still has some beef with him from the Bengals game last year. Um, Waddle's case, high ankle sprain. It's only been one week. You already have a playoff spot. Do you want to risk getting that guy hurt for a playoff run? Not totally sure. Moster, he's had shown in the past this year where he can be a DNP for the first two, three days, and then log a limited practice or two and then play. He also didn't play last week, um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's a go. But they did lose Jalen Phillips like two, three weeks ago. And then last week, obviously, a lot of criticism for having Bradley Chubb on the field, down 30 to the Ravens. He tears his ACL. He's done. 
So their defense is extremely banged up on the front four. Um, and then obviously, you know, mine is Xavier Howard. This offense is going to have every chance to have a big day. It's just going to be on Joe Brady, who is quite frankly, coaching for a job next year, whether yep. it's with us or with someone else to draw up an amazing game plan um, and beat this team and not have to rely on anyone else. Um, but at the end of the day, the Bills control their own destiny. They're in a position to not only get the two seed, but win the division. Um, and looking back five, six weeks ago, that seemed impossible. Um, but it's all in front of them. So looking at this game, um, I think it's, I mean, from both of us talking, I think it's pretty clear that it's going to have to be the offense that needs to get the job done. The defense has shown all year that they've been consistent. You know, Shaw McDermott has historically done a pretty good job, regular season-wise at least, um, on, you know, containing Tyreek Hill. So if they're able to do that, especially if Waddle doesn't play, um, the only other offensive player I'd be worried about with them is Devon Achan because he's got elite speed. They're going to need to lock him down out of the backfield. They utilized a lot of screen and motion against us the first time we played, um, and he was able to rip off a couple big plays. Um, and especially at home, you know, they got to be um, weary doing that. But offensively, they just have to get in rhythm. I think your point, Andrew, about getting started early is going to be extremely important. Um, you can't just go out on the field and go three and out. You know, you have to come away with points, even if it's a field goal, you know, eat five, six minutes off the clock, you know, get five, six passes off, get digs three or four catches early on, you know, get him involved, get the offense going. Cause I just don't understand why we haven't gotten digs involved. Cause the offense is just so much better when it's getting him involved early because that just takes the pressure off of the other guys, gives them more room to work with. Um, I actually did like them utilizing him a little bit out of the backfield last week where they gave him a couple carries, moved him around a little bit. Um, I hope they can do that a little bit more. But, yeah, I'm hoping in the first half Diggs is getting four to six catches and seven to eight targets. He needs to have a big week, and this offense needs to have a big week. Um, I really think that it's going to come down to Diggs and James Cook really carrying the load in this game. And then as far as Josh is concerned, he just needs to not turn the ball over. He's got to be smart, throw the ball away, be smart with your body, don't be taking these unnecessary big hits, um, and just sustain drives. Get points, sustain drives, and then let your defense have your back. Make Tua feel the pressure. When he's under pressure, he's not as consistent. Make them feel like they have to play from behind early um, and then be ball hawks like they were the last couple of weeks and then walk out of Miami with a W in the AFC East. Um, but, yeah, offensively, I think it's got to go through Cook and Diggs this week, and Brady's got to find a way to get them involved and scheme the run game to have Cook break off some big runs because, as I already mentioned, those two guys missing on the defensive front, there should be a lot of room for Cook to get going in this game, in my opinion. Yeah, the Diggs point is interesting, right, because – I don't know how much of it is a digs problem. I don't know how much of it is offensive play calling and philosophy problem. Um, right. I mean, there are times where digs just can't get open. There's also been times where digs is dropping balls, flat out dropping balls. There's also been times where Josh cannot get him the ball, right? We saw that last week. 
uh, in the week before there, you know, digs had deep shots. Yeah. At a couple steps deep. And Josh is just a yard off, which look, I get, it's not easy to do, but you got to make those plays. I mean, those are game changers. You've had those earlier in your connection together um, in the last couple seasons, like when that clicks, it's going to be a good day for the offense, but it just, it hasn't been clicking and we haven't had good days on offense. So, yeah, I, and I don't think, I don't think wide receiver screens is the answer either. No, <laughs> because Diggs, Diggs is not the type of player to want to take hits right when he catches the ball. He's not the type of guy to kind of shake guys loose when you have three defenders in your face or right. I mean, we all know what it looks like when a wide receiver screen is set up. Like I just, that's not the answer. Diggs, you got to bring that slant game back for him, make him juke his defender out of his shoes on the line, hit him in stride across the field and let him get a first down, let him get a chunk of yards and slide down to avoid hits. Like he he does, right? Like the slant game is gone. That, I have not noticed, you know, them taking advantage of that. So they got to figure out how to make that happen. Um, You know, start the game fast tempo, prove that you can kind of kickstart this offense, get things moving, get Josh those confidence throws. He needs those confidence throws. When Josh starts 0 for 6 to start a game, he's just the way he thinks, the way he is, He's going to have a bad day. He's going to be off target. He's going to be overpowering throw. He's going to be zipping it in instead of trying to put a nice arc on it down the field for digs. Um, he's going to try to play hero ball because he knows he tries. To, he has to make up for a bad start to the game that he had. So you start early. You do a nice combination of passing and rushing, throw in some play action, Make it easy for Josh to kind of build up his confidence as we go. That's what has to happen on Sunday. If it's a bad first couple series for Josh, we are in for a roller coaster of a game. You're going to have to depend on your defense. And, man, it's it's tough to rely on your defense two, three weeks in a row to, to bail you out of games, especially, especially when you're looking at playoffs and hopefully a deep run. Uh, so – We'll see what Joe Brady can put together. I hate this idea, but maybe they're trying to save stuff for these bigger games, right? They didn't want to put too much on uh, on on tape or, you know, show their hand. I don't know. I don't know if that actually happens, but it's possible. But who knows? I just – you got to get back to basics, chunk plays, eat up the field, give Josh that confidence, give Diggs that confidence, um, and just play sound football. Nothing too crazy. Don't get cute. Just win the game. Score prediction. I'll let you go first. Yeah, score prediction. Uh, man, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on this. Pessimistic Bills fan could totally see this ending in the most Billsy way possible. We missed the playoffs. Um, shit hits the fan. But the newfound spoiled Bills fan who's gone to playoff games the past few years is itching for another one. And I want to drive up to orchard park next weekend or the following weekend. I want to win. So let's go. Ooh, let's go 17, 24 bills on 
a crazy last drive where Josh pulls something out, puts them into position to win it. Okay, okay. Um, and the other thing going into this game is because we are the Sunday night game, the yeah. Steelers game on Saturday and the Jacksonville game Sunday will have been already done beforehand. So we'll know beforehand if it's a win and get in or if it's literally if we don't win, we're out of the playoffs. Kinda, yeah. Um, I, I hate to do it. I'm I'm going to pick the Dolphins. Wow. I just I, – I don't like where the offense has been at the last three weeks. Um, it's going to be up to them to prove me wrong, but their inability to get things going, the consistent three and outs, the turnovers. Um, Miami just got their shit kicked in by Baltimore, barely survived Dallas. Still a lot of fraud talk about them. It's in Miami. Um, I really want to be wrong because I, you know, and like I said, there's still a chance I could get in, but I just have not liked the way they've been playing. And I don't know why I just have a weird kind of gutsy feeling like you get Andrew. I'm just not feeling great about this game. Um, I would love for Josh just to walk in there and remind everyone that it's his house that he built um, and throw for, you know, 350 and four touchdowns and all is well and good. And no one wants to. I want to be firing up good morning football the next day, being like the Bills are the team no one wants to see. And, you know, they're the two seed now, and now they miraculously have home playoff games, and no one's going to beat them this, that, and the third. But um, I just don't – I don't know. I'm just getting a really bad gut feeling, and I wish I could shake it. But like you said, Andrew, this feels like the most Billsy game I mean, Big Cat said it perfectly on part of my take. Like, this is the most perfect way for the Bills season to end as far as either they're going to hope they're probably either going to get the two seed or they're probably not getting in at all. Um, so with that being said, I'm going to go 27-24 uh, Dolphins, uh, Bills doing something stupid late, and then Tua gets them down into field goal range where Jason Sanders is pretty much automatic. But yeah. I'm so, hoping I'm wrong. I'll say so do that. You think, do you think they make the playoffs at all, or you think this is it? They lose, they don't get the help, and we are out of the playoffs. The season's over. I think Tennessee is going to beat Jacksonville, so I think the Bills okay. are going to So you'll think we'll be the sixth seed? Yes. I think the Bills are still going to get in. I think they might get some help, whether it's Huntley beating the Steelers or – uh, Ryan Tannehill and you know Vrabel and them whipping together a game to just spoil Jacksonville's hope because Tennessee would much rather have Jacksonville miss the playoff and let Houston or uh, Indianapolis get in and win that division. So um, I do think they're going to get some help. So I think not all is lost, but um, yeah, I don't feel don't feel great going into the game. Hoping I'm wrong. Hoping they offense specifically show some life because. As great as the defense has been, it's a whole different animal when you're going up against Tyreek Hill and Tua and Devon A. Chain and Moser and these guys compared to Easton Stick and Bailey Zappi with zero offensive weapons. So um, it's really an offensive thing. Um, I just I just need to see it, and lately we haven't been seeing it. But to their credit, they've been winning games, so it's hard to pick against that too, but I don't know. Part of it's hoping maybe I'm jinxing it a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll, we'll, uh, man, I don't know. 
I want to go back. I want another playoff game. I, I just <laughs> I want to go back up there. Nothing like going to playoff games. So I want it to happen. I want that two seed just because how ridiculous it'll be. And you get that two seed, you, you have a good path. Path. You get a good path in the playoffs. You know, it, it could set up where Baltimore and Miami have to play each other. Or Baltimore-Cleveland, the Joe Flacco game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of really good scenarios for you if you win this game. So just please win this game. So, I don't know. We'll see. Sunday night, we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Um that's going to pretty much do it for today's episode. We're going to save Sabres and Bandits for next week once we find out what happens with the Bills on Sunday night. Um, If you really want to torture yourself, the Sabres play Montreal tonight. Um, If you want to see them lose another they, embarrassing game, that they, would be they, uh They play Pittsburgh on Saturday. I'll be at that game. So I hope you didn't spend good money on those tickets. As a Christmas gift, so we're good. Good, good. Glad, glad to hear that because I don't know if it's going to be fun. Then again, Sabers decide to Who beat knows? teams randomly all the time. So exactly. Um, but appreciate everyone for tuning in each and every week. We'll be back following Bills, Dolphins. Be rooting for uh, Tennessee and the Ravens this week. But ultimately, it comes down to the Bills doing their thing. So hopefully, they get the job done in Miami on Sunday night. Appreciate everyone as always. It's been the Buffalo Oil Podcast, Buffalo's favorite sports channel. These guys are good. Scary good. What a connection. Allen and Diggs. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills.